This is Digital Marketing Fastlane. This podcast will show you how to build, launch, grow, and scale a widely successful online business. Listen to real conversations with proven practical strategies and success stories. You're going to learn how to generate more traffic, more sales, more profit, and customer lifetime value for your online store. Coming to you from the online marketing experts at Boy Media. Here's your host, Kevin Urrutia. Hey, everyone. I'm here today with Tony from Hero Within. Hey, Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for call. Perfect. So, Tony, can you tell us, I guess, our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, my name again is Tony, and I'm from Orange County, California. And I started a geek fashion brand called Hero Within about three years ago. And, and Hero Within, can you, uh, what, what type of story is that? A fashion store? Yeah, so we create uh, subtle and sophisticated fandom apparel, so specifically in the pop culture space. And so for those fans out there that love to sort of represent their love for comic book-related properties like Marvel and DC, but want to kind of wear something that's beyond just your typical T-shirt or hoodie, we're the company for you. So we create more higher-end apparel like... uh, Blazers and peacoats, jackets, bombers, dresses, that sort of thing that kind of subtly and uh, integrates the fandom into the clothing. And so it doesn't really shout it, but you know it's there. And if you don't, you don't. And for something like this, how did you sort of get started with this sort of company? Where did the idea come from? Yeah, with, with all things, it started with a sort of an absence in the marketplace. And I was a fan attending a bunch of comic conventions, Comic-Cons, as it's affectionately known as, and going to these different shows. I was also involved in the industry as um, press. And so I was in a lot of different spaces. And I just kind of realized that there really wasn't anything beyond what I already mentioned, like the typical t-shirt and hoodie. And so it, it was kind of a, it dawned on me that what was uh, once sort of in the closet or basement for fans, now all those geeks and nerds like me are out in a marketplace, business world, artists, creators, influencers. And yet, if you want to wear your fandom, it's kind of reserved for the nights and weekends. Like you can't really wear what you love at work or out socially or whatever. So uh, I started looking out in the market to see what was out there that provided more sophisticated clothing and there wasn't anything out there. So I felt like maybe I was the one to start that. My background isn't in specifically in fashion, but I am, it is in design. And so, so I have a lot of experience in the design space. And yes, we launched to fill the void and to create something that's never been made before. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not sure when people should go to your website, Hero Within Store. The first image that you see is of that new movie, Captain Marvel. So you have yep. the, the Danvers you know, bomber jacket, essentially. But yeah, it's, yep. Yep. The girl, it's great. It's, it's yeah. exactly what you're describing it. Yeah, and something that uh, at first look, it's, like a, it's a nice jacket or a nice style. But then on the second look, you're like, oh, that's actually something from a movie. Mm-hmm. something that I love. And so we wanted to make it fashion first and then fandom second. And people have really responded to it. Yeah, the stuff on here, it looks great. I even like the Black Panther car coat that you have going on here. 
And then sort of for something like this, you know, how have you been able to attract customers? Um, I know you went to Comic-Con. Is that somewhere you advertise, where you promote? How do you initially first get your first few customers? Well, for years prior to this, you know, I mentioned that uh, I did a lot of press at cons. I was a, and still am, a blogger, a pop culture blogger. And so I had basically built up a following over the years. And I was able to sort of real openly kind of share my, this new venture with my followers on my blog, which is called Crazy for Comic Con, number four Comic Con, and, uh, on, and on Twitter as well. And I just basically was very open with, hey, I had this great new idea. Come join me in this adventure. Tell me what you think. And I'll bring some prototypes of some shows and tell me what you think. And so definitely get some great feedback. And I think just sort of, sharing my idea and involving just basically the community to interact with me has sort of helped get it off the ground. And really because of the support of the fans, I was able to launch it. And then when you first launched, what was that like? How did it sort of feel when you kind of were releasing your new company to the world? It's a very vivid memory. It was, uh, I remember it was July 4th <laughs> weekend in 2016. And yeah, it was super stressful, you know, because yeah. I got laid off from my company in the February prior and I had already been tinkering with this idea for about a year. And so kind of basically said, if this is going to happen, then it's going to take me full time, but I can't do it because there's other job. And of course the universe sort of replied and kicked me out of that job. <laughs> so for five months or so, I had really put everything into this, the launch of this company we had pitched the idea to Warner Brothers. They were very excited, so granted us the license for the DC Comics license. And then we launched in July. And so during this whole time, it was like, is this going to work? Is there, and even three years ago, the geek fashion market was much different. There wasn't really anything out here like, like this. And so it was very scary of thinking that we put all of our eggs in this basket. I put everything financially, all my effort, time, everything into this and I was like, I don't know if this is gonna work, but we when we launched, you're just sitting there waiting for the first purchase. And after that first purchase came in, you know, after a few minutes, it was like, okay, there was some validation there and then we were kind of off and running. And so uh, it's been a roller coaster ride, but that, yeah, that first day and moment was exhilarating and terrifying all at the same time. Yeah, like any, like when you launch your company, it's sort of, you don't know what you should, what are you going to expect? Like, are people going to love it? Are they going to hate it? Are they going to be mad about it? And especially something like Marvel, <laughs> DC, you know, where it's such a big fan base and people have this perception of how things should look like for the, you know, that, that apparel or merchandise. Right, right. And then, yeah, if anybody doesn't know your website, it's crazyforcomiccon.com. It's, you know, you yep. block. You have, yeah, I think people need to, you have tons and tons of content and photos there about Comic-Con. So that's, I think that's kind of how I found you because I was looking at stuff and I was like, oh, this is really cool. So for your business, like when you launched, you know, how many items did you sell that first week or month? Well, we, we can't divulge the specific numbers, but we, we basically, it was, a little, it was risky for us because we basically launched with just ideas because it was a pre-order model which meant that all we had were the samples. So we took photos on models and we posted on the website and said, we're planning to deliver in four months is when the shipment was arriving. But it was literally just pre-order and with uh, no money, nothing, just sort of a hope and a dream. So fortunately, 
within the first month, there was enough pre-orders to sort of know that we were heading the right direction. And then I went to San Diego Comic-Con to, to show. We didn't have a booth, but I basically was showing different vendors that they were there. And we were fortunate enough to where one of the vendors picked us up, loved it, placed a big order. And that big order really got us, got that paid for that shipment to be able to help us launch within the next few months help us deliver the product with the next few months. So the a white knuckle experience all along the way, but you create something that it's not for everybody, but if it's for certain people, then they will love it. They will respond to it. And they did. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that's something that's a good lesson there. What you just said at the end for other entrepreneurs with any product or service that you make, you probably know either they're going to love it or not. And it's usually the best brands or even like, the best niche brands have their raving fans and people that just don't like it. You know, people love Nike, people love Adidas, and that's just a certain type of demographic that they cater to with their advertising or the products they sell. Yeah, some people really love like the real over-the-top and real obvious screen print graphic. It's something that's very obvious. And some people want subtle and nice and quality, that kind of thing. And so it's not for everybody. And, that's the thing. And, and I think as entrepreneurs, and as creators, we want to make it for as broad of an audience as possible, which some people had that ability, like Apple or something like that. They had that ability. But for many of us, really just being narrow and focused ends up bringing in much more response from the audience, customers. Yeah, for sure. And then I think people, other viewers like to know too is on your website, you do support you know, the foster youth of Orange County. I know you have like you. I know you on your website. You have kids with like capes. Is that something you guys do? Your business. What does that cause resonate with you guys? That's a very personal cause for me because my family. We've been fostering and we've adopted two children through foster care. But we've adopted or we've fostered for the past see ten years now. And what I really found was that the stories that are a lot of these foster kids have. It's very common in the stories that is found in comic books, these ideas of like kids who are separated from their parents or kids that are orphaned or kids that are come from some sense of abuse mm-hmm. and they're alone in this world and they're trying to find their voice and trying to find their purpose. And you really see that in characters like Superman and Batman and Luke Skywalker and Harry Potter and so on, Spider-Man and so on, so on. And so I found that kids in foster care really resonate with the stories that are found in comic books. And so we've been involved with Orange County Social Services, basically supporting events, whether it's um, providing comic books or age-appropriate comic books for kids that are in foster care or helping to support um, local events. But we just want to be able to get these books in kids' hands to help them understand that they're not alone and we see them and they are valuable and they have a great purpose in life. So the whole idea of Hero Within, you know, we started Hero Within with the idea that like we all have a hero inside of us that needs to come out and that can't be any more true than the kids that are in foster care because they've gone through a great deal and they all have potential to be heroes in, in culture. Yeah, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, 
they all have, everybody has a difficult background and supporting a cause that you believe in and especially something like, like you that you actually, you know, have two foster kids. It's a thing, a great thing as an entrepreneur because you have the freedom to, you know, give back to your community in Orange County and help people out with your business and essentially your ideas and your products. Can you talk to me a little bit about the team? Like, have you thought about team building? How big is your company? Other entrepreneurs, obviously, you, you usually start as either one person or two person. Over the years, how has your company evolved? So, yeah, start out with one, and there's five of us now. And then we also have a, a number of contractors that we use from positions in social media to people who help us in different cities. There are different trade shows. And so, but yeah, the product can be great and the marketing can be great, but without a great team, then you'll go nowhere. And so we're, I'm very fortunate that we have people who are not just committed to create a great product, but people who just love the properties that we work with, Marvel and DC. You know, they're all fan boys and girls and nothing makes us more happier than to know that we've created something of value for a community that we love. You know, we want, we only want to create stuff that we ourselves would make or we would self or would wear. So the fact that, you know, we're all fans and we literally just go, would I wear that out? And that's very important to us. And so we want to represent the fans well. Honestly, we, we all know what it's like to grow up and being bullied and being picked on and being harassed and being made fun of. And now because like geek is kind of chic and nerds are in and all that, we want to bring a level of like respect and something that people want to wear something that they're proud of. So it's very personal for us. Our team really sees it through the eyes of our customers. So yeah, so they're great and we're small, but mighty team. And uh, we're hoping to continue to grow. There's never enough hands on deck and we're constantly stressed out and stretched thin but grateful for the team that we have. Yeah, growing a company is very tough. And kind of what you said, it's you always want to hire more, but then, you know, you gotta, are you busy enough? Do we have enough, the people that we hire, we want to make sure that they're the right candidate. And even just like, as a, sometimes other entrepreneurs, the first time hiring somebody, they don't really know what to do. And it's just really tough. Right, yeah. We had an opportunity to let someone go earlier that just didn't work out. And, and letting go of your first person is like really tough because the first time it was like, oh my gosh, like somebody actually wants to work with me, like that they actually want to join this crazy cause. And so when something doesn't work out, honestly, the most difficult thing about this business is when there's not a right fit as a team member. Yeah, exactly what you said. I think you always hear it's like you, you fire fast, hire slow, fire fast, but in reality, it's just... Hire, hire slow, Fast, yeah. yeah, but in reality, as you know, it's hard to let someone go, especially when they're committed to you. Yeah, you, and you don't have enough hands. You need yeah. people. But yeah, yeah, when yeah. you have enough hands, you're strapped for cash. Especially like a lot of entrepreneurs, which all bootstrapped our own money. It's just hiring is also another process in itself, and takes time and resources. And you're like, this is a busy season right now. I can't give up someone, even though they're only performing at seventy percent. It's still better than nothing. So another question I have for you is. What do you think in your past has helped you succeed with your business? Could it be like your blogging experience with Comic-Con? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is just the hustle. I think the, the fact that before I did all this, I think I really felt like that, oh, if you have a great idea, it'll just sort of sell itself. And I really found that 90% of success is just being the first person that shows up and being the last person to leave. 
And whether it's online or it's at a trade show or it's some sort of event, it's really the person who really is hustling the most, really the person who's really like showing up, being present, invested, really connecting, trying to be a person that connects other people, really being someone who tells a compelling story and who really cares deeply. Like, I think just when someone says hustle, like it has a negative connotation, like it sounds like you're trying to like be a used car salesman or something like that. But I really do think it's like really helping people find something they've always been looking for, really helping people make that connection. And so I think just like the biggest thing is that, yeah, you need to have a good product, of course, but I think really like hustling, showing up, like being there, um, being available, being that person that is really committed to make this thing happen. I think that has been made more of a difference to me than anything else. Yeah, like other entrepreneurs that I've spoken to, it's having that like hustle attitude, that go-getter type of attitude where you're going to try to figure it out, get get it going, and sort of really be passionate about what you're working on. Because there's like, you probably know, there's going to be tough times and your passion, your hustle, it's what's going to keep you moving with your business even when you think that like, as a founder, you probably have super high highs. And then some days you're like, I'm on top of the world. Other days you're like, oh my God, what's going on? I have no clue what's going on. Oh yeah, for sure. My first year, I woke up every day and said, this was the dumbest thing ever and it'll never work. And then I would go to bed that night and said, oh, it worked. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I'd wake up and the same thing all over again. And then, that, and then now we're beginning year three and I only had that thought every other day. So getting better. Yeah, it's tough. It's, uh, I think a lot of entrepreneurs and founders, you don't really know what's going to happen the next day. You know, you can get really lucky and, you know, catch a big PO, a big break, or that big PO that you wanted could fall and then you're back at square one again. I have two more questions for you, Tony. What's like one good advice you would give out to like a new entrepreneur that's just starting out? I would probably say that the lows are not as low as you think and the highs are not as high as you think. Mm -hmm. And so what I mean by that is, especially that first year when you are barely hanging on, it feels like that every obstacle is going to kill you and it doesn't. It seems really hard, difficult, but you can work your way through. Just work the problem and trust good people and the solution will find its way. And so the things that block you are things that really sort of knock you down. You can make it through that. But on the converse side, there are so many things that you think, oh, this is going to totally like save us. It's going to totally like fix everything. It's going to totally like propel us stratospheric sort of levels. Right. It's never quite as high as you think it is. It never quite solves all the problems. It doesn't, there's never quite enough money. There's never quite enough. The ROI is never quite as much as you think it is. And that's okay. And so it is a roller coaster ride and don't worry too much about the low or the high and really focus on what's happening in the middle and you'll be okay. So I think just remembering that the lows are never as low as you think and the highs are never as high as you think. Yeah, it's a great, great lesson there. For, I think for people, it's sometimes like your low, it's going to be very different a year from now. And then you'll be looked back and be like, oh, that was not as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. And the last question, uh, actually, I have two more questions, actually. I have to ask you this. What is your favorite Marvel or DC comic movie or character or hero? For sure, for DC, it's Superman. <laughs> because I grew up as uh, my parents were immigrated here from Korea, and I was born about a year later, and I was raised in a 
um, primarily Caucasian community. And so I felt like an outsider, you know, I really, I didn't feel like I fit in and like the story of Superman, he was a product of two worlds and didn't know who he was, really struggled with his identity, really struggled to find his voice. He knew he was made for a greater purpose. And uh, really Superman is like the, he's kind of the ultimate immigrant story in that sense. So I really resonated with him at a young age. So ever since I was little, like reading his comics and all the movies and everything like that's he's been my, my absolute favorite and then i guess to no surprise on the marvel side like captain america i always just felt like that that character probably very related to superman just that sense of duty and honor and sacrifice i always felt like he was my guy so yeah i think those two are my faves okay perfect and then last question uh tony where can we go to learn more about you your store or where you're writing nowadays yeah, herowithinstore.com. And then on social media, it's Hero Within Inc. INC. You go so follow me on my personal pages, which is on Twitter, uh, crazy to number four Comic Con, as well as crazyforcomiccon.com. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. All right, all right, all right. thank you, Tony, for so much. And, uh, Tony, you're going to be, if anybody's listening, you're going to be at the Emerald City Comic Con booth, hashtag one, two, and four, March 14th to 17th. If you're there, pay Tony a visit and visit their products. And thank you so much, Tony, for your time. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much and have a great day. Thank you. This week's episode of Digital Marketing Fastlane was brought to you by the performance marketing experts at Voy Media. Join us again next time as we'll be bringing you more tips, techniques, and know-how to make your online business the very best that it can be. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, we'd love to hear them on Twitter at Voy Media. Thank you.